the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. From the bottom of a Coors Banquet can, I am your host and co-brother in kayfabe, El Gigante, Jake Kinzer Keel, and to my right in the Stream Yard studio is burning in his light, Mr. Aslan, Landon Bumgarner. You know what they say, Jake? Hey, nothing you can say, really. It's great, as always, to be here on the Brothers in Cafe podcast. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who are faithful listeners and those of you who are joining us for the first time. As always, this just might be our best episode ever. Well, you know, every episode is the best episode ever, and this one... It's going to be a good one. We're, we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk a couple things tonight. We're going to talk a little Sasha Naomi. We're going to talk a little double or nothing. <sighs> Excuse me. And we're going to talk your favorite action figures. So have yours prepared at home to uh, let us know later on. Now, I don't, I don't want to call you out and put you on the spot, but Jake... We've been around certain venues. We've been around certain people, certain clientele. Sounded like to me that burp had a little bit of brother sauce in it. That was Would some... you by chance be sporting some brother sauce right now? I have some definite brother sauce right here. A little Coors Banquet. The Rocky Mountain beer. The Banquet beer. Brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water since 1873, Golden, Colorado. Landed Brother Sauce is one of the main parts of our business. Um, but I, I want to know, first of all, how are you doing this week? You doing okay? I am. It is. We are on the verge of summer. The school children will be excited, but historically, summer's a pretty busy time for me. This year, it's all kind of kilometrated. Is that, is that how you say it? It's all crammed together in one month this year. All of my crazy travel and external bookings and all of that. So just kind of the metaphorical calm before the storm, if you will, but things are going good. I've watched a lot of wrestling this week. Um which I uh, I'll talk about that later. So I've I got my hands on some good treasure this week, Jake, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. I got a fresh haircut. My first haircut in almost 2 months. Um so feeling a little lighter on my head. Uh, my beard needed it very bad. It was so thick and like 
it was too thick for summer. Um, we all know, you know, being, being large and in charge, I, uh, I'm not built for the summer. I'll just say that. But, uh, you know, we've, it was a good week. Uh, you know, we went and, uh, we're able to see Moxley's, uh, heartbeat again this week. Um, we're closing in on, uh, the parental area of our life. Um, gosh, we're only three months away. Uh, it's hard to believe we're three months away from, from having a, a Moxley here, but you know, Landon, it's, uh, things are getting crazy around here. And one thing to be certain of is that the brothers in kayfabe will keep on keeping on a little business. We've got to take care of before we go into our main, uh, main, main part of the podcast today. Don't forget July 16th. The poster is on the photos right here in fact we will have a new poster to add but um july 16th ncwo the heat is on i've had that song stuck in my head for two weeks uh especially while i was designing this poster uh j.i stipe center McAllister, oklahoma that's 801 north ninth street 15 dollars VIP $10 general admission tickets. If you get a VIP ticket, you get the front row and you get to go in early to watch a special VIPs only dark match. Um, I have confirmed. Here we go. There's the new poster up on the screen now featuring more Uh, of more of the talent. Um, Five dollars or five p.m. opening times for the VIPs. You will see such uh, talents as Evelyn Carter, the chosen influence, Clayton Bloodstone, Jamie. Uh, I, I got to look up his 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 name once again. Sorry about that, guys. Um, the Mullet Daddy, Johnny Cove, and our guest next week, the Gatekeeper. Um, so that's a little little tease for next week. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a great show and, uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, we're going to be there. We're going to have our own booth. Um, Landon, what do you have to say about that booth? It's going to be brothered out. Obviously we will be there to, Give out some brotherly handshakes. Just make sure your handshake is light so we know we can trust you. But Jamie Holly was the name. Jamie, Jamie Holly. There we go. We are going to have some limited edition, first time ever, first editions, first printing trading cards. They will be a dual auto. What that means is you get an autograph from El Gigante himself as well as me. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. We'll have some that are pre-signed. We will sign some live in person just for you. I will I will say this. We might also have some other surprises there. You know, we joke all the time. So right now, if you are watching 
look at the screen and you can see some little did you know facts about us and the show. I will say this. If you are listening and not watching, pause right now. Pause the audio recording. Go over to YouTube. Load up that episode and get to about, uh, I'd say, eight minutes in. Look at the back of the trading card for yourself. Exit out of the video. Go back to the audio version. But if you want, you will be able to see this card, hold it in your hands yourself on July 16th. You can get them. We've teased it. We talk about the BIK home video thing, and people are like, well, what is that? There are two people in the world who own BIK home videos. Jake is one of them, and then we did a giveaway in the Major Pod Facebook group to somebody, and they have them. We need to follow up and see if they have watched it yet. But I will say this. Here's, here's the fun thing. There will be some tapes there that you will be able to watch. And Jake, I know these these whole VHS tapes thing, it's it's not just a phase. It is a matter of life. It is something that I surprisingly have had a lot of fun doing. And so yeah. it's going to be one of those things to where I think people are going to want to come and see because... Hey, like you don't you don't have to actually watch the tape. You should. But you don't have to if you don't want to. But there's some special things on these tapes. I mean, we've got there are some that might be a little more brotherly under the table. Um just for historical com- conservation purposes, but also there are s- some very beautiful editions of a little something called a brother fest one that will be live on tape. Maybe even, I don't know the best so far of a certain Johnny Cove, all that and more at B I K dot table slash give us a handshake and some cash and we'll take care of you, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun, Jake. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have the trading cards. Um, a little, uh, birdie has told me that a one, uh, Kinzer keel will be on commentary, uh, for the show. So we'll be excited about that. Um, trying to work it out to where the, both the brothers are on commentary, but for right now, just myself will be on commentary, um, at the show, but we will be podcasting. We will be doing a little live brotherly content. Um, our man, Roger Stokes will be there and, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be having a lot of fun. So make sure you head on down to McAllister. It's not a bad drive. I, I did took the drive for their last show. Uh, especially if you like good wrestling, this is the place to go. So it was a great, uh, great place. Um, we, uh, ooh, uh, another, um, picture has popped up in our overlay landed. What, what, what is that? It has. So if you are watching and once again, if you're not watching, you need to come hop over on YouTube and watch this. But this is the one, the only 
legendary tales from the indies bik home video now let me just explain what this is this is a collection of legendary independent wrestling matches okay this isn't your ring of honor this isn't your pwg this isn't tna this is iwa mid-south this is iwc and so so much more in fact to my knowledge and I say home video release with a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But the first home video release of the first ever match between El Generico and Kevin Steen in history. Like this match has been literally missing in time for nearly 20 years, if not 20 years already. It has been recently uncovered. And Mr. Rasslin had to do what Mr. Rasslin had to do to get his hands on it for the sake of history. So all this and more, I'm just saying, you want to watch Chris Hero versus CM Punk literally try and bring the building down. You can watch that. AJ Styles. I mean, if you want to see Reckless Youth, if you don't know who Reckless Youth is, look him up right now. But Reckless Youth versus a young Brian Danielson. All that and more. It'll be at the gimmick table, July 16th. Yes, it will. It's going to be a uh, very, very fun night. Um, can't say enough about that organization. It's going to be great. Landon, we're going to move on to uh, technically the news section of the podcast, but we're gonna, only going to cover two things during the news section. And that news section is brought to you by. And the news is brought to you by the Pain Insurance Agency. Call the Pain Insurance Agency today with Farmers and MetLife for a free competitive home and auto quote. Landon, you called the Pain Insurance Agency, didn't you? That's right, Jake. Me and my wife, we had an emergency at our apartment. There's a lot of flooding and Pain Insurance Agency took care of us right away and got us the coverage that we needed. But Jake, you also have a policy through Pain Insurance Agency, don't you? Yes, I do, Landon. I, uh, they, the people over at Pain take care of both of our home and auto insurance. So if you want to have world champion level coverage, then call the Pain Insurance Agency at 405-286-3600 and get your valuables covered right away. And thank you, as always, to our fantastic, wonderful sponsors. You know who you are, but most importantly, because of the ad that played, our listeners know who you are, too. But seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking care of us. Jake, it's been an interesting news week in the world of professional wrestling. It has been. It's been, uh, it's been very interesting. Something that doesn't happen very often has happened. Um I, I say that it it has historically happened to some very big names, but uh, it's been a little while since it's happened last time. The, the last time that it's really happened was, what, 2013? Um, yeah. That is two wrestlers walked out of Raw, um, gave the tag team titles to John Laurinaitis and said, we're out of here. That was Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, I'm very torn on this. I'm very, very torn. 
Um, because as more comes out, I, I, I sympathize, sympathize with them because, well, let's just start at the beginning. Let's, let's start at the beginning. Um, Monday night, uh, a week ago, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked into John Laurinaitis's, uh, office and said, we're out of here. We're not doing what you've, you've told us we needed to do. Um, and uh, we're not we're not going to perform and gave the women's tag titles over and uh, walked out the door, took their took their gear and went home. Um, supposedly now I'm, I'm going to lay out some of the timeline of all of this, Landon, and then feel free to interject with opinion as we go on. So uh, we're going to flash back a couple months it, before. Royal Rumble, the tentative plans for WrestleMania was Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the world title. Um, I don't know if they planned on giving her the title then, but that was supposedly the plan. Um, then in the 11th hour, they get Ronda Rousey back. Ronda Rousey goes over at the Royal Rumble, wins the shot. And now Sasha is out of the world title mix. Now, I do like th what they gave us. It wasn't the best match ever. And I think Sasha and Charlotte probably could have give had a better match. But it was more of something that we've seen very little of compared to something we've seen a lot of. Because let's face it, we've seen Charlotte versus uh, Sasha a lot. Um, now, uh, Sasha forms a tag team in the meantime with Naomi. She gets into the world title, world tag team title shot for the women. And her and Naomi win the tag team titles, which I had not realized this, Landon. This was her first ever win at WrestleMania. Can you believe that? Yes and no. It's it's weird because she's always been positioned very well for the for the uh for WrestleMania, but she has never picked up a win at WrestleMania until this it's, year. It's kind of like Shawn Michaels. It's like Mr. WrestleMania. Well, Mr. WrestleMania has one of the absolute worst WrestleMania records in history. Yeah, he's like literally at 500. Like Yeah, it's like Shawn, like I love you, but Man, like you lose every WrestleMania match. And so I'm not totally upset or surprised by it. Um, but, you know, there are some people who, you know, wins and losses do matter. But, you know, obviously the losses at WrestleMania haven't hurt her trajectory or her career. Oh, absolutely because not. Of how consistent she is. So fast forward two months from WrestleMania and. Um, the tag team titles have barely been defended. Uh, no shocker there. Um, and really just not the, the champions have not been booked very strong. And, uh, I'm also torn on because they're babyface champions. Um, babyface champions historically are kind of still in the chase while they're wrestling, while they're on top. Usually they lose a lot on TV and win the pay-per-views. Um, 
So not being booked very well, you know, la-di-da, which leads to this last Monday night, the announced six-pack challenge for the open um for the open number one contender spot for now Ronda Rousey's women's title. Um, I guess, or, or for Bel Air's title, sorry. I guess the idea was Naomi was going to pin Sasha for the win. Mm-hmm. And that is, was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, they felt, which I will give them credit here. They felt that a tag team wouldn't do that to them, to their partner. Even if it is for a bigger prize, but also, you know, they're still young in their tag team. Uh, it's a little early to start showing dissension in that tag team especially when they're the champions. And, and I completely agree with that. Um, my only problem with this is Sasha has had a history of backstage incidents. Uh, supposedly, we will say this, it's never been outright confirmed, but there's always been rumor that she has had an attitude problem and uh, has had numerous backstage incidents. Landon, you were getting ready to interject. Yeah. So the first, I guess, really the first one that was on everybody's radar was when her and Bailey won the tag titles. I believe it was at WrestleMania when they became the first women's tag team champions. It's like, oh, cool. Like, very fitting that those two ladies were the ones to win those titles. Right. Shortly after alleged reports come out of Sasha no showing Raw and no showing several house shows, um, locking herself in her hotel room, refusing to come out because she didn't like the creative as tag team champions, and thus her and Bailey's run was very, very short. Um, like I know I've talked about that instance. For sure in the past. And so I'm not like, I wasn't surprised when I saw this because it's like, oh, like this is the second time she's done this as a tag team champion. Right. Obviously, she's never taken it this far. And now this is coming from somebody who's never been in one of these situations, especially never been in, you know, top of the industry like in WWE. It's it's a very hard and torn thing of, you know, absolutely stand up for injustice, stand up for yourself, do what's right, right morally. But also at the same time, it's like, as a professional, it is your job to fulfill your obligated duties unless there is something, you know, morally wrong with, with that. Right. I think of it like myself as a musician, like, even if I'm not a fan of the place I'm playing at or the people I'm playing with or playing for, you know, as long as there is nothing that morally I disagree with, 
that is going to be happening. I will show up. I will do my job and I will leave from there because that, you know, they have invested financially for me to, to do this job. Obviously, if I, and I have this written in a lot of my contracts is, you know, I have the right to back out of a gig even day of, if it, if I show up in a situation, like, let's say if I show up um, to play just a gig and it's like a hate rally or something just super awful. Right, right, right. I have, there is nothing wrong with me leaving from that situation. If I show up and I'm like, man, I should be a little bit higher up on the card for tonight. Like, I shouldn't be opening up for these other acts. I should be playing later. Whatever. I'm still getting paid the same. It doesn't matter to me. Um, now, that being said, the, the the hard thing about this with WWE and for Sasha, especially more so than, you know, a Jeff Hardy you know, leaving and getting out of his contract. And that, that was a whole different scenario in general. The, the tough thing is with Sasha is WWE made her a star. Yes. She had a few independent matches before being signed to WWE, but like no one knew who she was until she got her push into NXT. Right. And And she's ridden that all the way to Hollywood. Yeah, like literally everything in her career. Like, yes, she's talented. Yes, she's put in hard work. She's very talented. Nobody is saying that she's not. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she has... She's not the reason she's in the spot where she is. It's because the WWE has chosen to invest in her financially with resources to put her in that position and push her to be that. And so, you know, <clears throat> kind of similar to Bret Hart walking out or being uh, being pushed out in 97 is, you know, it's like as scummy as it might be um, in Bret's situation. It's like at the end of the day, it's like, hey, like who put you like we made you who you were. You can't leave us high and dry, which that's not what Bret did. But in Sasha's case, it's like, hey, like it's creative, like get over it. Like if there continues to be a pattern of creative that is detrimental to you, like it was, it was one match one night that would lead to a short angle. No one remembers the angles you do in modern wrestling. Anyway, they they're over so fast. It's like, it'll be behind you before you notice. But if there's a pattern to where your career is continually sinking, sinking, sinking because of this, then when your contract is expired, leave right you know finish up get the money that you're owed do your make the dates and then leave um because it's you know it's not like they were forced in a horrible position like i get it doesn't make sense why would the tag team you know why would the match end with tag team partners going at it Right, and then they go on to lose. I look at it the same way as uh, with the Owen Hart Cup. You know, FTR went against each other, and that was meaningful because of how much they look up to the Hart family. And I think that was a perfect example of letting them go out. It well, neither one of them's in the tournament anymore. So at this point, it's like, well, that match is super meaningful, but 
in the long run, like, why did you make them face each other if it was going to lead to them both just being eliminated right away? Right. So I, that that's kind of how I look at it. It's unfortunate. Um, I want to say this in the nicest way possible. Um, Cause obviously Naomi is still there for a reason or has been still there. I don't want to say she has outkicked her coverage with her, with her career. Cause she is talented. She, when she, I mean, she is, seeing, <clears throat> she has done a lot more than anyone ever expected her to. Yeah. And you know, kind of the joke was with her and Tamina was okay. Like at the rumble and at WrestleMania, they'll show up and they'll have a match and then you won't see them at all. And then, when the next show like that comes up, it's like, oh, hey, like Tamina's back in the Rumble. Hey, no, Naomi's back in the Rumble. Awesome. Yeah. And so it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, you know. So if if they feel like they're doing the right thing, more power to them. But you also you can't be upset for losing opportunity by you saying no to opportunity, if that makes sense. I am going to I'm not going to disagree with you because I think obviously we don't know the full story and we right. will never know the full story. And, that, and that's the important thing we want to communicate is like, there's only maybe three, four people on the planet who know the full story and right. we are not. And, and we will never get that full story from any of those four. Because you are always the hero in your own story. And I've said this a lot to, and not to justify people's actions, but when people do certain things, you are always the hero in your own story. And you always think that you're doing what, what is right for you. Mm -hmm. um, now, with that said, I, I'm behind them. I'm behind them on this. I think they did the right thing. I don't know the I don't know what had happened that pushed them over the edge. But obviously there is more to this story than we know. Mm -hmm. And out of the four horsewomen, Sasha has probably got one of the biggest fan bases out of the four, but the least amount of accolades, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, she is tremendous in the ring. She does a great job. Excuse me. She has charisma for days. She's great at acting, and she's going to be a star regardless of W. Of her career in WWE, excuse me. The brother sauce is getting to me. But she's going to be star regardless. So something has happened here that has caused all this. Something has caused this to the point where she is fed up. And if she's fed up to the point where she wants to sit her contract out, that's great. I don't think I don't think she would go to AEW. I think she her her trajectory is Hollywood. Mm -hmm. She's a beautiful young lady. She 
has, like I said, charisma for days. She can act and has proved that she can act. Now, whether she can act with a helmet off, we'll see. Um, but to be in WWE, you got to be able to act a little bit, and especially to be at the top mm-hmm. where she's been, uh, you have to be able to act. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna side with her on this. I think that they did the right thing, and you should always stick up for your uh for yourself. Um, even when it's a hard decision and what they've made here is a very hard decision. This is a decision that could ruin both of their careers, Mm -hmm. but they stood up for what mattered to them. And I, I will give them that. Um, did, did they do it in the best way? Uh, uh, no, but I don't doubt them for it. That's what I was going to say is it'll be interesting to see. I don't think they'll regret what they did. I think they'll regret the manner in yeah. which they did that. Yeah. I agree um, with that. I mean, like, let's... Here in the brothers in kayfabe, let's be completely honest. What would have happened had they made it clear to the rest of the individuals that matches like, hey, we're not okay with this finish. So guess what? We're going out there and we are changing the finish to this spot. Right. Like what what are they, what are they gonna do? Fire you for doing that? Okay, well, cool. Well, then you keep your integrity and you can leave um sooner than later. It, it's it's just interesting to see. You know, they're one of the alleged rumors is that, and they had worked everybody in that match multiple times before, is that there were two participants in the match that they did not feel safe yeah, being in the I, ring with. I think that's horse crap. I don't think that that's, I think so, that is someone trying to spin it. So, one of, and take it with a grain of salt, uh, Jim Cornette did an excellent analysis. Of this, because Cornette is someone who him and is it him and Dennis Condry they left, um, they left the territory together, walked out on a show because they could see the writing on the wall of how they were being treated. But anyway, um, he said that pr- what his, and this is just his take. This is one man's opinion: is that the way you communicate with Vince is. You go in there, you give your best pitch. If it doesn't immediately go that way and, you know, you didn't prepare for it to turn into a discussion and you're thinking quick, then it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for someone to be like, well, you know, well, it's not just a creative thing. It's also, it's like, we don't feel comfortable with some of those people, blah, blah, blah. You know, just something you say quickly just to say like, okay, hey, like, Vince isn't getting the point. I got to start, you know, throwing other ammunition to, you know, just to get him to change his mind. Right. Um, But what could have happened is if there was anyone else who heard that conversation, especially like a John Laurinaitis, he's not going to acknowledge any of the creative plans at all. He's going to be like, oh, they felt unsafe and spin it that way. 
Right. So it's one of those things. And there's no way to tell if it was actually said or not. I, but I imagine if people are saying it's being said, it has been taken out of context in the way that it's it's been shared. But, you know, we'll see how it is. Like you yeah. said, I don't. I don't see either one of them going to AEW. Um, and mm. for their sake, I hope they don't because I feel like just where they're at momentum-wise and kind of the course of AEW right now, it would be advertised, hey, we have a big announcement. These women debut separately or together. You know, they have a match the next week on Dynamite or Rampage, and then they're on Elevation or they're on Dark. After that, I've, I, like you said, I think Sasha's like Sasha has the opportunity and the ability to transition into Hollywood. I think she should. And, you know, like, like Cody, come back and make them pay you what you deserve than they think you're worth. Yeah. Um, if there's anyone that's going to AEW to be Naomi, um, I think if Sasha wrestles again, she goes to Japan because she has made comments about how her dream is to wrestle in Japan for stardom. Um, so I think if she goes anywhere, it's going to be there. I don't know. It's just, it's something that we're going to have to see play out. Yeah. They're obviously suspended now. They've, been stripped of the titles, but I think that was just kind of trying to clear that whole situation up. Um, and we uh, just one more quick thing: we, we, you and I have talked about this off air. I mean, the way we've seen this play out um, in the past with how WWE really like if you doesn't matter if you leave WWE or not. What matters is if you no show and walk out on the company then it is proven that they will hold that against you until you come back and you make things right. Right. I mean, you look at Kurt Angle, you look at Hulk Hogan, you look at Brett, you look at Sean, you know, back injury for four years, but is able to put on bangers and matches every day in wrestling school. Um, right. I mean, you, you just look at, at everybody. You look at Cody... You know, he waited out his contract, but said nothing but negative things about WWE. Now he's back. He's one of the biggest stars. It'll be they have a countdown to Cody every. Yeah. Night. Like nobody is. I mean, Steve Austin, when he no showed in O2. Like it was immediately he's like, let's be honest, Stone Cold took his ball and he went home. It doesn't matter what he thinks about WWE or Vince McMahon. What matters is Stone Cold left all of his fans hanging and refuses to justify why. Yeah. You know, he, it's not, you're not punishing me, Stone Cold, like you're punishing your fans. And so, you know, nobody is immune to it. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how it, it plays out. Yeah, it will be. Let's um, make it a big swole situation. <laughs> We're going to move on. It's we we've really said what we really needed to say. And I, I feel, you know, we both have differing opinions on this as far as, you know, if they were right, if they were wrong. Um, and that's OK. Uh, but we were going to talk about double or nothing. 
Um, so let's let's run through double or nothing real quick. There's a lot of very intriguing matchups at <clears throat> double or nothing. Because if you are listening to this on Tuesday when it drops, double or nothing is just a few days away. It is a few days away, and um, a very interesting match to start the night uh, is Hookhausen finally forming Hook and Danhausen, the most improbable tag team that AEW's put together versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. It'll be great to see Smart Mark wrestling on national TV again. Um, for those that know, he is an indie worker. He is much better on the on the mic than he is in the ring, uh, you know, according to a bunch of people. And he he's great. I, I can't wait to see what they do there. Landon, I feel like double or nothing is gonna be you, you okay over there? Yeah, I will. I'll elaborate in a little while. Okay. Uh I feel like this is gonna be the night of title changes. Yeah. Um you got Jade Cargill versus Anna J. I don't know if this is the time that they're going to pull that uh, pull that loss on Cargill because Cargill's still undefeated. Mm-hmm. But Anna J is the kind of person you want to put over. Um, I'm loving everything that Cargill's doing right now, though. Her her work leaves a little to be desired, but she's getting better. Um, smart Mark being in her corner is great. And I love the batty section. I think it's, I think it's so, it's such a great heel angle. Like it's, it's phenomenal. Um, then we have the feud that seems like it'll never end. Sammy Guevara and (laughs) Scorpio sky. Well, I mean, all jokes aside, it doesn't count unless you've passed the TNT title back four or five times. It's not a real feud. Remember when the TNT title kind of felt like it meant something? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really anymore. Uh, and it makes me sad because that was Brody's belt. Like, Yeah. And then I it, know, became, it became the, okay, you win it. Now I win it. Now let's right. have a ladder match for it. And then the next um, person, they win it. And then I win it back. It is interesting because in this match, we will see the pro wrestling debut of Paige Van Zant. So it's Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, uh, Paige Van Zant, and versus Sammy, Frankie, and Ty Conti. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with this match. Uh, at last I heard Frankie Kazarian was a baby face, but Sammy and Ty Tay are very heelish. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm done with this feud. I'm so ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Owen Hart uh, cup tournament finals, which will be determined this week on who will be there. Um, Adam Cole has reached the finals. And it'll be against either Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe. I have a feeling it will be Samoa Joe. They're not going to pull that yet with Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, but that will be a fantastic match as their NXT matches were bangers. And they're, if you've never, to our listeners, if you've never seen 
their matches in Ring of Honor against each other. You need mm, to go watch. They are a war. They are fantastic. I, anytime those two are in the ring together, they're great. Um, then we have the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament final. Uh, Tony Storm or Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. I feel like this is going to be Britt Baker versus Soho. And then I don't know where they're going to go from there because Britt doesn't lose very often. Mm-mm. And she's still fresh off of a title loss. She hasn't really wrestled a whole lot since then. I will say the way I don't think it's her time right now, but I love the way that Chris Statlander has mm-hmm. kind of reinvented her character. I love it. I like, I think she has found exactly where she needs to be and is doing what she needs to be. So like, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to sound bad. I'm excited to get beyond this match and get the ball rolling for Chris Satlander to do some things that she deserves to be able to do. Um, yeah, I am too. I'm really loving where Chris Statlander's going. I, all four people that are up for this spot, I love. And Tony Storm is fantastic. I feel like she could carry that division. Um, Britt Baker, the most over person in that company, uh, without a doubt. Maybe, maybe right behind uh, a Moxley or a CM Punk. But uh, Britt Baker, gosh, she's just tremendous over there. Ruby Soho, I think, is someone that needs to be closer to the top of the division than she is. It's, and we'll talk about this in a second. It's kind of criminal right now that their biggest women stars aren't in the title picture or near the title picture. Right. And then Chris Statlander, like you said, like her reinventing herself. She's not the alien anymore, at least not like really playing that off. She's got a little bit of an edge to her. What her new phrase is like not human or almost not human or something like that. And so it's like it's a little tongue in cheek of what her gimmick has been so far. But now it's like, okay, hey, like you can this isn't so over the top that you're going to handicap yourself. Right. Um, now we're going to talk about the women's title picture. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. This is going to be a tremendous match, but neither can talk on the mic. And I'm really underwhelmed by this feud. What say you? I'm in the exact same boat. We talked about this the other day. Their their segment was it Dynamite or Rampage? Uh, Dynamite. It was it was horrible. Let, let, let's it's call it good. what it was. It's not good. The what happens is, and you know the Dustin Rhodes and Serena segment, same thing. The con like the content as far as like the ideas they're trying to communicate are solid and need to be communicated, but their delivery, whether it's just awkwardly, whether it's non-believable or a combination of the two, their delivery just absolutely sucks out all impact, emotion, and effects of what they're 
saying. I mean, the literally their face off on the stage where they're, you know, Serena's challenging Thunder Rosa for the belt. And Serena's like, and you know what? I'm going to beat you for that belt. And Thunder Rosa's going to be like, yeah, you're going to try and beat me, huh? When are you going to beat me? I'm going right. to beat you on the <laughs> pay-per-view show. Yeah. So it's when are you going to no beat good. me? I'm ready. And it's like, oh, like, it's just no good. The, like, and if you're, if what I'm about to say offends you, I'm sorry, but you know, let's, let's call it like we see. It was like two awkward homeschool kids, like trying to diss each other. It was just painfully awkward. It was just ineffective. Um, which it's is not good, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like Thunder Rose is supposed to be a big star. She's had, uh, what, what it's like 11 minutes of actual yeah. TV time since she's been champion. She's which been is, champion for 62 days, which is absolutely inexcusable. If you're not There's, gonna like that's your that's your women's title. Like if it's not worth anything, either strip the champion or scrap the belt. There will that is one dig that I've had at AEW here recently. That was oh they won the world title. Okay, let's not use them. Yeah, it's like it, how many Hang, times Hangman was wrestling on TV every week. He wins the title, doesn't wrestle. Like literally, Jake, how many times have we talked about? Okay, not everyone can have an eighteen month title reign. I understand that, and it's like, what? I don't, I don't know if I want to be champion because if I be champion, then I don't get TV time. And then all my, you know, if I was even close to white hot now, you know, the, all the momentum's dying because I'm not on TV and I'm ready for, I'm ready for hangman not to have the title, which at least they'll use them again. Yeah. And that's, that's the sad point of where we're at. But then you have, you have two extremes. You have hangman and you have thunder rosa who are your top champions not being used at all right you know they are just waiting and he put waiting around and, and hangman put on a banger of a match the other night and the the feud with cm punk has been great it really has i love that both of them finish their opponent leading up to this with the other's finishing move Mm -hmm. Hangman did the uh, uh, GTS and CM Punk used the Buckshot Lariat. I love that. I love it so much. But like, it's just time. I, I and Serena Deeb is not the answer. Um, but, she's tremendous. She is tremendous in the ring. She has got to have a manager. Mm -hmm. Put her with Vicky. I don't. I don't even care. Like. I don't even like Vicky. Put her with Vicky. Someone yeah. that can talk for her. It's like you, how can you like, is this just a cruel joke to where it's like, Oh, they're this good. Let's put them out there and watch them sink on their own presentation wise. And it's like, no, like you're the one that has invested money and has skin in the game for them to do this. So do this. Uh, that's what I don't get. You have the extreme of, our quote-unquote top people, our top champions are right. barely used, and then our lower champions are used every single week, every single show, to the point to where it doesn't really... Their championships, outside of Jade, um, 
it doesn't matter. Like it's sad that Jade Cargill has been the only really well booked champion yeah. since Kenny Omega. Well, it's like even with the tag titles, it's like cool. And with the inclusion of Ring of Honor titles, it's made it worse in my opinion. Just because it's like, oh well, we can't put the AEW titles on the line because we have to, we have to have the ROH titles on right. the line. Or, and I don't well, hate it, but like, we were also told when they bought Ring of Honor that it would be separate. Mm-hmm. And we've yet to see anything like it. It's just interesting. It's. The, I'm going to say, like, this is the biggest double or nothing card that they have had, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be as box office as we were hoping. It doesn't feel like, oh, man, like, we're at double or nothing. Right. You know, it's like, oh, like, we're, you know. So, red pay-per-view number, whatever. So, from one tag team, from one title picture that I like to, that I don't like, to another title picture that I'm not a fan of. The tag team titles are on the line. Um, Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I think you got to put them on Keith Lee and Swerve. But this presents a problem is that we have been led to believe that wins and losses matter. Mm-hmm. But Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland have had one tag team match together. I don't know. I, I It feels like they're building to Christian Cage turning heel and leaving Jurassic Express, which, which I'm he, fine with. Yeah, like he like yay for Jurassic Express, but it's like tr- Christian being with him has just it makes no sense. All momentum. They were white hot, and then Christian joined them. Like, the the joke is, you know, he came in, AW debuted the shirt, outwork everyone, puts on bangers with Kenny, and now it's like, LOL. What Now it's don't work anyone. LOL, I don't have tights anymore. Yeah, it's just um, like how it, it's devastating. It's criminal. Personally, I want I want them to 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 keep the titles. And uh, lose them to FTR. FTR is the top tag team in the world right now. And they deserve to hold all the titles that they can. Um, The next one I'm actually excited about. And this is being called the Anarchy in the Arena match. Um, it's a street fight between the Jericho Appreciation Society Society. And uh, LAX with the Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Wheeler Yuta is in Japan right now in the uh, Super Juniors tournament. So he will not be there. But I hate the Jericho Appreciation Society, but I love what they're doing. And that's the point. Um, Daddy Magic is probably my favorite person right now just because if you watch him in the pa- in the background of any segment with the Jericho Appreciation Society he is eating it up he is he's sitting there <laughs> chomping on the the kayfabe gum 
And like, you can't help but not watch him the entire time. Mm. Um, and I'm loving Chris Jericho going, I'll throw a fireball at you because I'm a wizard. It's like, like it's one of, I, I don't expect it to, like, I don't expect it to be as good as the stadium stampedes. No. Um, I think it'll be entertaining. My only fear is I think you're going to see Moxley do some cool stuff. And I think you're going to see Danielson be super snug. And then I think it's going to be a lot of like Jericho shtick the whole time. Which isn't like, it's not bad, but I think I could see that and I'm afraid it'll turn into, well, this is the match we need to you know, stretch out to 30 minutes, 40 minutes to my to fill out the card. My only hope is that we uh, get a lot of blood in this match. I want like Moxley should just obliterate people. And I hope that happens. I think I hope so. And I'm loving LAX being back together. I'm loving Eddie Kingston with with Santana and Ortiz, dude. It's so good. Like Eddie Kingston is one of the most underutilized professional wrestlers out there. That guy has world champion material on him every mm-hmm. single week. Um, like this, like this, it, we're getting on the verge of the Eddie Kingston. We should be always having instead of the Eddie Kingston, who is a little nicer and a little, you know, he's and right now. He's a baby face with an edge and I like it. Um, next match is house of black versus death triangle. This has been building for a long time. I'm ready for this to be over. Um, number one, because we still have unfinished business that they refuse to finish with Julia Hart. Um, but also like, I just, I don't care for this match now. And I think part of that is they started this angle before Ray got hurt. And so they've stretched it out so Ray can be a part of it. Um, So House of Black wins. It's too early for them to not lose. They need to be a dominant force. And honestly, I think Malachi is going to be going for the world title before too long. So... um, so the Hardys versus the Young Bucks, another dream match. We've seen these guys go at it before. They always deliver. And I'm excited to see what they can do this night. Uh, the Hardys somehow have stayed young. I, I don't know what they've done, but like they're, it's incredible what they're doing. Um, then for probably the two most anticipated matches of the night, MJF versus Wardlow. What do you think about this, Landon? You think uh, you think this is going to be a a, a a brawl? I I think it is. I I hope Wardlow wins because I don't know, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I don't know how much longer you could extend this program right now. Well. The it is a match where 
Wardlow can never get an AEW contract if he loses. So yeah, you so have it, to let him win. And that's the thing is like you got to do this because you're not going to get another like stipulation aside. Like you're not going to have another good time to do a big blow off match like this. And the beautiful thing about MJF is like he's untouchable. Like what would be better than Wardlow? You know beats MJF, give MJF a couple of weeks off, let Punk win the title. Punk's been off a couple of weeks because he's world champion. You can't be on TV all the time. Have Punk come out. And then, hey, his old pal MJF comes back and points out, hey, you know, now the stakes are a little higher for me to beat you again. But I, whatever happens after this match aside, I, I think it's going to be good because it's been built well. And I just hope they finish well. Everything MJF does is great. Wardlow, I think he could be a lot bigger than he is right now. Yeah. You know, right now he's... I don't want to say he's a generic baby face, but he's kind of a generic baby face. And so it's, you know, finding out, okay, hey, like, let's say on a scale of one to ten, you're doing like a... You're doing like a solid seven right now. Yeah. As a baby face. Okay, what can we do to get you to a 10? And so I think having a credible win like this yeah, is going to help him great. He is definitely on the rise. He is he's going to be the next big thing there. Um, He's already so over. Uh, they're just getting ready to take him to the next level. And I think a win over MJF will take him there. Brian Cage walked in AEW so Wardlow could run. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, the final Hangman versus CM Punk. Um, world title on the line. This is a match that we've seen coming for a while. Um, I think this is the night Hangman loses the title. That being said, I think CM Punk is the man to not have an extremely long title reign. Mm-hmm. I I think he's gonna he's gonna win it. We all know that Punk doesn't have a lot of years left on him. Uh, his AW run has been great, but he is not the same wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still putting on phenomenal matches, but you know, he's, you can tell the edge is gone. Yeah. Um, so they're going to push him to the top and they're going to let him win this title, uh, so that it's on there. He's held the ring of honor world title. He's held the ECW world title. He's held the WWE world title. I, uh, you know, he's held the WWE championship. Like it's just an accolade that they can put on him. Um, I suspect a great match. It's going to be a great match. Um, just can't wait. I can't wait to see this match. This is, this is the match that's getting me to buy the pay-per-view. It's Um, gonna, it's great because it's been a while since we've had a match that felt this big and this special. It's been since Omega Hangman. Yeah, because with that, you had the story of, 
you have your established champion and you have the guy that's been in the chase trying to get to the title. But now you have it where you have Hangman who, you know, has proven, hey, what I started out doing, you know, when AEW first started was work my way to the title and I'm finally here. And then you have an established, credible former world champion coming in. And it's like this is it's I put it as it's very similar to at the beginning when we got Omega versus Jericho for the title. Right. Like at the very start of AEW where it's like, okay, like you've beaten a lot of credible people, but you haven't beaten anyone on this level yet. Right. And like Hangman beat Omega and this is no knock on Omega. It's like, hey, but you've never held the WWE title. You've never held the quote unquote biggest title there is. And now he's facing somebody who has multiple times. Omega or excuse me, CM Punk has technically held the three biggest companies, four biggest companies in the United States titles. He has held the big gold belt. He has held WWE title and he's held the ECW and ROH titles. Mm -hmm. So it's a pedigree, even though the big, big gold and the ECW title were under WWE's ruling. He held the belt, right? And he held every major championship there was to be held in WWE besides the intercontinental and, you know, things like that. But that, that's beside the point. Like a dude went toe to toe with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Dude has fought Triple H. Dude has fought Cena and has beaten probably those guys. given Cena his best match of all time. Yeah. Like it's like I said, it's no knock on Omega, but it's like Punk has beaten bigger stars than Omega has. Obviously, Punk, you know, coming off of seven plus years of being out of the ring, you know, some, some rough MMA adventures and working his way up. It's, it still doesn't undo the legacy of what he's accomplished. Excuse me. He has won the intercontinental title. I forgot he won the intercontinental title. He never held the U S title. Um, but he was a tag team champion. He's a triple crown winner. It's time for him to win the big title at AEW. Become that guy. He becomes the guy that's held them all. Uh, and, and by having Punk as champion, you put Punk in a position where he can bring somebody up to his level. Right. And the person that beats him is going to be a star. Yeah. It's like, not to harp on it, but it's what Jericho did to Omega. You know, Omega had beaten a lot of people, but he hadn't beat someone like Jericho before. Right. And then he did. And it's going to be the same way now. Hey, like, Hangman has beaten some big names, but you haven't beaten any names as big as Punk. I'm excited. I'm excited for it, mainly because you got to remember... Hangman is going to hold this title multiple times. Mm -hmm. He is a pillar of that company and he will be 
one of the top baby faces of that company going forward. And Mm -hmm. he has the capability of being one of the top heels in that company. So I'm excited to see what they do with him in the future. It's going to be a great uh, match. And Double or Nothing's going to be a good pay-per-view. AW has not put on a bad pay-per-view yet. And I don't see them starting with this one. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not going to be a bad pay-per-view by any means. Will it be, you know, as big as the last couple of Double or Nothings? Yeah. Maybe not, but that's okay. Not every show can be your WrestleMania because then it doesn't mean anything. So, But, I, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, yay, we're watching the, you know, Fastlane pre-show. Hooray. It, it's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I, I do want to give a special shout-out to Dynamite this week. Um, we're going to see the ROH tag titles defended. I thought this was going to be on Double or Nothing, but it's on Dynamite. Um, between FDR and Rapungi Vice. Um, I, I'm excited for that match. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i really excited for Double or Nothing. It's going to be a great show. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of it for, for Double or Nothing. Landon, uh, what else you got for us today? Really, all I've got is uh, is this one. Watch Double or Nothing because the more wrestling you watch, the more fun you're going to have. Broaden your horizons uh, because that's the only way you're going to find what you like. And then once you find what you like, stick with it. We will always, always, always say that because that's the, that's the best way to be a wrestling fan. It's kind of like being a Star Wars fan. Like... <laughs> Watch the movies you enjoy. Don't watch the ones that you hate because then you're going to be in a bad mood the whole time. Um, I just want to say I had a lot of fun this week watching some old, like, legendary, you know, not to plug legendary tales from the indies. <laughs> but to plug legendary tales from the indies, I had a lot of fun piecing that together, tracking down some matches, um, cause I'm always trying to find bizarre wrestling history and famous wrestling history just to preserve it, um, to enjoy because I didn't get to watch it as it happened live. So I want to watch it right. now. Um, and so I got, man, just some of those matches that, <clears throat> you know, as you die, it's probably not as common now, but as you got into independent wrestling, you would hear these legendary battles, right? if you will. And so getting to finally watch some of those, some, I don't want to say a little overrated, but some maybe a little overrated, but some, but they all deliver um, in such a great way. Some more so than I thought, like I found, spoiler alert, because it's on the back of the tape, there is a, I can't remember what independent, but it's Dusty Rhodes versus Jerry Lawler with Mick Foley's The Special Guest Referee in 2003. Wow. And it's like a 20 minute match. And I can only imagine how insane it is because you, you've two of the best hands in the business right there. But also, I, I want to plug a documentary. You can find this. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug two. 
They're both on YouTube and you should try and find them and watch them. The first one is called The Backyard mm-hmm. and it is it takes place leading up to the first Tough Enough and it features the world's greatest backyard wrestler, The Lithid. And The Lithid is just this incredible backyard wrestler. Like it's it's a little graphic at times because for whatever reason, you can't have backyard wrestling unless there's light tubes and barbed wire. So fair right. warning for some of that. Um, but it's way more mesmerizing than it should be. Um, I definitely recommend watching it. And then the other one is called Southern Discomfort. And it, it I want to say it's filmed in 94, maybe 96. And it is of a local wrestling promotion i think in alabama and it's man it's so great because it's people who never made it anywhere in wrestling didn't even make it in territories and they know they're not going to make it anywhere but they're doing everything in their power to live out their dream and so it's awesome like the ones that are like hey like i get to live out my dream and wrestle so i'm going to do my best and then there's some that's like I mean, I'm not going anywhere, so I'm not going to try that hard. And so it's it's just fascinating. It's awesome. It's so random. It's so bizarre. There's some good brothers in it. Like even within the first two minutes, it's it's a good brotherly watch. So the backyard and southern discomfort. I would recommend watching those. Um, there's your homework this week. Watch those there wrestling documentaries. And you, if you have any wrestling documentaries you would like to recommend. Recommend those to us as Rick. well. Go man. Um, like we said at the top of the show, go watch uh or go go to uh McAllister, Oklahoma, July 16th. Heat is on at the J.I. Stipe Center, brought to you by the new class wrestling organization. You will see the brothers in K Fabe. You'll see Chosen Influence. You'll see Evelyn Carter, Clinton Bloodstone, Jamie Holly. You'll have uh, Johnny Cove and the Gatekeeper all on hand by the first ever Brothers in Kayfabe uh, trading card. I actually ordered them right before the episode started. They are Get that dual for. auto. Get the dual auto. Me and Landon will have a signing day where we both sit and we sign our... Get a, uh, get a dual auto right here. Show us your thigh and I will sign it for you. There you go. We will sit there and sign our cards and then uh, have a few that can be signed in person. Um, Of course, go like, subscribe, uh, rate, and review. Go check out our YouTube channel. Join the Facebook group. But as for now, I think we send them home with something that every wrestling fan knows. It's just a little reminder that pro wrestling and being a good brother is always just a little little too too sweet for life. Thanks, guys.